You're listening to Rosemary Goes to the Mall, the saga of one woman's lonely journey around the Mall of America. So I'm driving to the mall today and I'm on five just as it merges with 494. And it's kind of a funny situation where five is two lanes and then those two lanes merge into one lane. Then that lane becomes the right lane in 494 and then you have to get over one lane merging with another um, oncoming you know um, entrance ramp you get into the right lane and you go off um, to 24th almost immediately so you're on 494 for like two seconds Um, and you go off and take that exit and take a left and go down to the mall so I'm driving on the five part in the right lane before the lanes merge and but we're about to merge into 494 so it's about to go down to two lanes and right as it's about to go down to two lanes this bitch in a daewoo is that how you pronounce it a daewoo car those korean cars she gets into the left lane that's about to merge with the right lane, she comes from 494. She moves into the left lane of the five thing right in front of me where I have to merge behind her, even though she's going like 10 miles an hour slower than I am. And then she proceeds to be in every lane that I want to be. Like I can't get around her because I have to be in certain lanes to then make it into the right lane to enter into the mall and blah, blah, blah. She's everywhere. I can't get past her. She's in this little, you know, station wagon hatchbacky type thing. And um, she's got these dumb stuffed animals um, hanging on the back seats of her car. And she's driving like she's 95. And, uh, you know, I'm really, really irritated. And everywhere I figure, okay, well, she when we go into the lanes that actually turn into the mall, she'll stay in the right lane because then she'll go off to the to the west side to park. But no, she gets in the left lane and stays in the left lane and then she doesn't turn off into the one parking lot. She goes right, right where I want to go. And then, um, you know, right when I want to turn into the mall parking, she turns into the mall parking and I'm feeling really trapped by this woman. I cannot get away from her. So anyway, I finally peel off from her and I find a parking spot a few rows back from the mall on the Bloomingdale's end and I get out of my car and I spot her and she's two rows forward in a handicap spot and she has just totally enraged me at this point. I just feel like, you know... I don't know. She just like imposed herself on my space, my driving space. So anyway, I'm thinking, well, you know, I'm going to follow her. I'm going to follow her into the mall and find out where she's going. And so I kind of take a little time to get my stuff out of the car and she's still hanging around her car. And I'm really like trying to be subtle and not attract any attention or any of her attention. And I kind of start slowly walking towards her car. 
and I realize that she's not going anywhere. She has gotten a makeup kit and a hairbrush out of her car, and she's like brushing her hair. She's checking her makeup, putting on eyeshadow. I think she must work in the mall. And, um, that's what she's doing here. But, um, it's really irritating me that I can't even follow her to find out where she's going. A little miss mall. So I finally give up and I just figure I'm going to go into the mall and just start my day here. Um, and then it occurs to me that maybe what I should do is I should shop today, um, for stuff like that she would buy. And that might be a good way to kind of focus myself today. So I think I'm going to try that. I start with my returns, as always. I have a long overdue return of that t-shirt to Charlotte Roos. Um, I just, I thought I was going to keep it. And then it was like, no, it's just really too tight and I'm not comfortable in it. Uh, and so then I decided to return it because, you know, every $10 counts really at this point. And then I couldn't find the receipt because my desk is a mess and it's just got piles and piles of receipts on it. And I've been trying to keep them organized by day so I could go back and figure out how much I spent on each day, but it's gotten a little out of hand. But I finally found the receipt this morning. So I head back to Charlotte Roos and on the way I pass by Basin and, you know, I just tried out my first bath bomb and it's crazy it definitely is aptly named. I mean, I thought this was just going to be like bath salts, but I turned on the bath really hot and then I put the bath bomb in there and it started to sizzle. It like, it fizzes and like sends off, shoots off bubbles in all directions. And it's really weird. I mean, I don't know that it really improved my bath experience that much, except it kind of smelled nice. It didn't make me feel more relaxed or whatever. But anyway, it was kind of cool how it sizzled. And I got a couple more of those still in the cabinet. They're actually stinking up my cabinet in my bathroom. Um, so I better use them soon, especially that lavender one is strong. Anyway, all of my returns go just fine. But at Gordon's, where I'm returning that watch, that's the same sales girl that um, checked me out the last time. And you can see her recognize me when I say I'm making a return. And you can see she's kind of disappointed. And she's really young and seems pretty earnest, you know, and hardworking. She's got a dumb job, but, you know, oh, she's doing her best, right? And um, so she asked me if I want to exchange it, and I say no. And she goes ahead. She doesn't give me a hard time at all. But then she calls over to this older guy who's over in the corner doing something at the other register. And she says, Tony, before you put that in, add one to returns. And then she turns back to the register to, to do the return. And it just kind of bummed me out. I was thinking, you know, what's he doing over there? Commissions, you know? So then I've just like robbed her of a commission on a $175 watch. It's such a bummer, man. And I, I feel kind of responsible and, you know, part of me thinks, well, she wouldn't get commission off that watch if I never came and did this project. So it's the same sort of, um, it's the same end result. 
But I guess what doesn't factor into that is the kind of human disappointment factor for her and then for me feeling responsible for that. So that's kind of a bummer and that kind of starts me off bad for my day and I got to shake it off. At Irish Indeed, returning that stupid welcome leprechaun, I, uh, the woman behind the counter, I walk in and I say, um, I have a return and she goes, okay. And then she proceeds to sit there and not do anything about it for several minutes. And then the phone rings and she talks to this person calling in, trying to get someone else to take their shift for another few minutes. And I'm starting to think, you know, you know, whatever happened to service, man, like, I've been sitting here for a long time. Let's get a move on. She's really slow every step of the way. She finally decides to, you know, help me. And we finally get through the transaction. And then as I'm leaving, she says, thank you so much. Sorry, it didn't work out. Come again soon. Have a good day. And she keeps like saying things like that over and over. And I feel like I can't get out of there because now all of a sudden she's been jump-started into action, into salesperson mode. And um, she's trying to help me too much or be too salesperson-y. Um, and I find it kind of amusing. It was like, you know, somebody gave her a little shot of adrenaline midway through the transaction. Um, the other thing is that while I'm standing there, a group of Irish people come in and I don't personally know what Irish people are doing shopping in the Irish Indeed store because they don't need to because they're Irish and they live in Ireland. But there they are looking at shamrock covered uh, boxers and dumb t-shirts. And uh, and I'm also a little embarrassed and I, I don't want them to see that stupid leprechaun that I'm returning. Like I wouldn't want them to think that I would actually want something that's stupid. So it's, I'm a little ashamed and I kind of wish that they would stay out of stores like this. I mean, there's no reason, right? In any case, um, I get out of there. I have to kind of shove a couple of them aside as they're crowded around the shamrock boxers, but I get out and then, you know, my embarrassment, um, my embarrassing moment is over. When I was checking out there, I also picked up a little lucky charm for Keith and I'm going to give it to him when he gets home. I've been getting a lot of little lucky things for myself and, um, and I think that maybe he needs a little something and it's, it's cute. It's like a little Irish coin and it has an Irish blessing on one side and it says, may your troubles be less, your blessings be more and nothing but happiness come through your door. I, I don't know. Maybe I'll just, um, throw this into his pile of change and, and see if anything comes from it. Now, this is my last uh, shopping trip for this side of the mall, which means that at the end of this one, I'll be three quarters of the way around, which is fantastic. My shopping begins at QVC at the mall. Now, that Diamondique store where I bought that fake diamond uh, locket thing was also run by QVC at the mall. And I'm not really sure what it is. I assume it's just like a corporate thing that runs a bunch of stores. So I go in and they have some skin lotions and hair products and stuff. And then they've got some clothing. 
They've got some of that diamondique jewelry. They also have a little alcove, which has like cooking, kitchen convenience stuff, and like Tupperware, you know, and peelers and stuff like that. It's kind of random, actually, but I'm looking around and I hear one person in the store talking to a saleswoman and she's saying, is this it? What's upstairs? And the woman says, well, upstairs is our offices and then the store is just down here. And she said, really? It's just down here? It looks so much bigger on TV. I'm thinking, what the hell? I mean, what is this place? You know, like it's kind of weird. Um, and then I'm, you know, I, I pick out this, um, I'm trying to figure out what the lady in that, um, Daiwu hatchback would, would want here. And I pick out this truly hideous pink t-shirt with beaded design on it. And the beaded design is of three women from the back sitting on the beach with a palm tree and hats and, you know, little beaded bags and all this kind of stuff. Really, really horrible. You know, I guess I'm still kind of pissed off at her. So, you know, I, I decide that she would buy this really hideous t-shirt. Uh, and then I'm still just wandering around and, um, I hear a saleswoman asking this guy, do you watch QVC? And I'm thinking, what, what is QVC? And then I notice there's a monitor on the wall and they have a QVC live feed, which is basically the shopping network, the home shopping network. And, you know, I can't believe, I mean, the store is incredibly crowded with people shopping in here, very excited to be shopping in here, I might add. And they all know what QVC is. It's not like they just happened in there. They're like, they've been planning to come to QVC at the mall and they watch it. They watch the shopping network. Now, I I have to admit that this is something cultural about the United States that I simply do not understand. People sitting on their rear ends at home watching something about shopping on television. I mean, you could at least watch something stupid and quasi-entertaining, but is shopping really so entertaining that you could watch it on TV? The other thing is the stuff is kind of junky and it's not that cheap. So it's not like you're getting great deals. It's just that like, this is what people like to do. They like to shop. They like to watch TV about shopping, but it's not even TV about shopping. It is shopping on TV. Uh, it boggles the mind. It really boggles the mind. This place, it kind of weirds me out that this is what this place is. I thought it was just like one of those, um, those shops in the, in the park, the park at MOA shops, you know, that all have the same bags, but, but it's not, it's like, Ooh, yuck. It's the home shopping network made real for me today. Now I get a nice change of pace as I walk out of that store because as I'm having this sort of deep reverie about QVC and American culture and how, you know, depraved it is that we sit around watching TV shopping networks, 
uh, I get interrupted by this almost screaming that's coming from the Build-A-Bear workshop. And um, it's a salesperson saying, Hello, everybody. We have an announcement to make. Today is Aiden's birthday. And all of the salespeople in the store stop and start this clapping chant, this clapping birthday chant. It's not happy birthday. It's like, it's like, it's a special Build-A-Bear workshop birthday chant. It reminds me a little bit of having my birthday party at TGA, TGI Fridays when I was a kid. And, you know, I always wanted to go because you could get those vanilla ice cream Coke um, floats uh, or Coke ice cream floats, I guess you would call them, ice cream Coke floats. In any case, they would, you'd have your party, you'd have like 5 million kids there. And then at a certain point, all the people in their little striped shirts who were the wait staff would stop and sing you happy birthday. And it was a sort of glorious experience when you were a kid. But it's also kind of weird and cultish too. <laughs> um, I walk into the store and this short woman with an Australian accent um, comes right over to me and says, have you been to the Build-A-Bear workshop before? And I say, no. And she said, would you like an explanation of how it works? I said, absolutely. And she proceeds to explain to me how it works so quickly that I can barely follow her. Um, but basically what happens is you pick out an empty skin for your stuffed animal. So you have examples of the stuffed animals on the side, and then you pick out a um, an empty skin. It's like the bear skin without the bear inside. And then you bring it over to the stuffing machine and there's a big machine where there's a window into it and there's fluff, there's bear fluff being blown around in it. And um, they also have a thing of little plastic hearts and they stuff your bear with stuffing and also put in the heart. Aw, I think that's just a little bit too cute. Then you add shoes and clothes and bows and sunglasses and about a billion other accessories. You can record your own voice to be your bear's voice. And then once you're finished, they give you a little cardboard house for your bear and you take it away in the cardboard house. I tell her thank you, and um, I start to wander in the store, and it's kind of a frenzied place. And I'm kind of amazed how old the girls are who are shopping here. I mean, I don't think that I was actively going out and buying stuffed animals at age 10, 12, or above. I, I may have still had my stuffed animals, but I wasn't, I wasn't getting more. But it's a different world, as we all know. I just start looking at all the stuff, you know, they've got crazy outfits. They actually even have limited two outfits, which I find hilarious because not only is limited two ready to make your preteen daughter look like a prostitute, but your preteen daughter's stuffed bear can also look like a prostitute. 
it's too much. They've got beds, they've got cars, they've got chairs for these bears. I mean, so much stuff. Garrett would love it, actually. He could get that pink poodle, and he would probably love that. He really likes pink things and kind of slightly girly things. Um, So, you know, he would probably really enjoy it. Evan would probably enjoy it, but you know, it wouldn't really be his thing because nothing flies or shoots or anything like that. I try to find something cheap that will still qualify me to get a bag, and I settle on this bear carrier, which is like a baby Bjorn baby carrier. It goes around your back or your front, and you stick your bear in it. It has leg holes for the bear, and you can carry your bear around with you that way. That's really kind of weird, but there it is. Uh, It only costs $7. I I figure that's fairly painless. Uh, And I go ahead and purchase that, and I'm very happy to get out of there. Um, Once I have escaped the Build-A-Bear workshop, however, it turns out the next door is called Friends to be Made. And this basically is another Build-A-Bear workshop, but for dolls. And the dolls look oddly like the groovy girls it actually looks like a total ripoff of the groovy girls which are by manhattan toys and are like the best girl dolls ever and i buy them for all my little female friends when they have birthdays but they're a little bigger but they have like the same hair the same kind of just the same type of bodies, same type of clothes. It's kind of irritating. I'm feeling that they're really ripping off the groovy girls and it seems unjust to me. The only justice is really that they're not that busy. So I don't think that there's such a hit. I am much faster in here. I don't really check it out to the same extent. I figure it's the same as Build-A-Bear and I pick out this pink scooter Um, like a motorcycle scooter for the dolls and bring that up and purchase that. Now, um, Hat World is next, and I'm pretty sure that this is the same store as Lids. It looks the same. Uh, I've skipped a couple different Lids stores because I went to the first one. I didn't feel like I needed to go to another one. But this one has a different name, so I'm going to go ahead and, and purchase something here. Straight away... The Perfect Curve Cap Rack catches my eye, and this is a little rack that you can hang all of your baseball caps on and display them and have them conveniently stored so you can pick which one you're going to wear that day. It's a it's a rash decision, but I just bring it right over to the counter and um, start checking out. There's a little bit of a snafu, though, because he gets my credit card to go through, but then he can't get my receipt to print. Uh, and I say, well, can I return it if I don't have the receipt? And he says, no, unfortunately. He fiddles with it for a good five minutes. And he, then finally he's like, you can stay here while I call tech or you can just go. And I said, well, I'm not comfortable buying this without a receipt, so I want to just return it. And he says, well, I can definitely do that. So we go through and I immediately just return it. And what I do is he's already given it to me in the bag and I've already put it in my rapidly decaying manila shopping bag that I've been using for the, you know, 
past 250 stores. And uh, so I pull the cap rack and the receipt out, but I keep the bag in my bag. So um, I, I, I do still get the bag. It still says Lids on it and Hat World. But, you know, it is a different store, and it's a bigger one than I got the last time I went to Lids. So um, I figure that's pretty good. As he's checking out, I, I'm as he's processing my return, I realize that the choice of the cap rack was a little bit rash because I don't think the Daewoo lady would have bought the cap rack, except maybe if she has like a skate rat son or something. So buying it really was off my theme of getting stuff for the Daewoo lady. And if I look around, there is a pink baseball cap over by the door, which would have been perfect for her walks around the lake uh, in the morning, which actually makes me think that, you know, maybe I'm judging Daewoo lady too harshly because I take walks around the lake in the morning. So, you know, I mean, maybe we have more in common than I was thinking. Uh, In any case, it's too late. I already have my bag and, um, but I am going to try to do a little better with this, um, this Daewoo lady thing today. Now, once the hat world fiasco, uh, has come to a close, I wander into Claire's and Claire's is a, uh, store that has lots of junky jewelry for little girls um, that's all really cheap. And they actually are related to icing, which I went to up on the third floor many moons ago. And um, I don't think that the lady um, uh, with the Daewoo hatchback would shop at Claire's unless she has a daughter or a niece. And then, you know, what do I know about her daughter or her niece? So um, I'm looking, though, and, you know, maybe there's something that her niece would like. And then I stumble on these beads, and they're all the colors of the rainbow. And they're not super girly. They're just, like, really strong, basic colors. And Garrett would love these. Every time we go over to a house where a little girl lives, he gets into her beads and has, like, six strings of beads around his neck. And um, I think that he would really dig these beads. So I'm going to get them for him and, you know, screw the Daewoo lady. She just, I can't find her spirit in this store. So I'm just going to get a little present for Garrett instead. Now I'm going 50 miles an hour here. I have already gotten down uh, to the end of the row and on the corner is Cinnabon. And, you know, Cinnabon is one of the most disgusting stores really in the history of mankind they make the most vile it's just it's like it's like all the bad stuff in the world that you could you know crave or whatever stuck into these sticky gross cinnamon buns but I kind of want a bag from here and I figure they've got one like I'm starting to be able to sense that some of these places have bags with their names on them and some of them don't. So I go up and I figure what the hay and I order a cinnamon bun from them. And he asked me if I want it in a tray or a box and I say a box and he puts it in there and it's like $3.19 
And then I ask him if he has a bag to put the box into, and he puts it into a bag which says Cinnabon on it. So I'm happy. Um, I don't know what to do with this Cinnabon, though. I'm tempted to just have a little taste, but then I just think I've got to get out of this mode where I'm actually consuming this crap, you know, that's available here. So um, I think about saving it for Keith because he actually really likes them. And then I think, no, Keith will thank me later for this. And I walk the box with the cinnamon bun over to the garbage and I just toss it in the trash. And, you know, trash for the trash. That's pretty much where Cinnabons deserve to be. Uh, and I feel pretty satisfied with my uh, my level of self-control here. Now, this pretty much means that I kind of have to go to Sears next. I've been avoiding going to Sears. Sears puts me off. It's like the store that does everything but nothing at the same time. But, you know, I kind of just have to take care of it here. So I go in, and I'm on the first floor, so... They've got a lot of their big stuff, like they've got big pool tables and air hockey tables. And I think, wow, Evan and Garrett would dig having an, an air hockey table. And they're not actually that expensive when you think about what it is. If we had a little more room, like if we had a really huge basement or something, that might be a good um, Christmas present sometime. In any case, I, I just start wandering. There's nice sewing machines. I mean, maybe Daewoo Lady um, would like a sewing machine. Maybe she sews. I'm not sure. You know, I guess I don't know that much about her because I didn't get to follow her. If I'd gotten to follow her, I might have a sense. Like, I know how she drives, which is like shit. But how does she walk? What does she look like close up? I mean, I got a far away view of her. And she's sort of middle-aged and dyed blonde hair, um, slightly dumpy looking, um, drives poorly. Did I mention that? Um, she does her makeup standing up outside her car. She has a handicap spot. You know, what else do you know about someone? I, it Really, at this point, I'm just making stuff up. And at first, when I bought that sequin t-shirt... I bought it out of spite, really, but she probably would like it, but, um, but really it was, it was a condescending kind of purchase. But if I'm really thinking, well, what would she really like? I don't really have any idea. Um, but I, you know, anyway, I keep wandering and my eye is caught by the camping stuff because we're going to do, um, a little camping trip in a couple of weeks and then we're going to do a bunch of camping on the drive out to Prince Edward Island where we have a place with Loretta and Bill and their kids for a week. So I just wander over and they have these big tents that I think might have been what we were looking for when we were looking to buy a tent. They've got these little side areas that the kids could sleep in and um, <clears throat> they're pretty rocking. But, you know, we already bought a tent. We actually bought the Habitat from REI. Uh, and it's like a big house. Keith would have bought one twice as big with like this huge screen porch on it. But I was worried that it wouldn't fit on the um, the, the tent lots. Uh, now I kind of regret it. I kind of wish we had gotten it. <laughs> but, um, oh well, what are you going to do? Anyway, what they have over there 
are these folding armchairs, you know, the kind that come in bags. And uh, they are on sale. And one thing you can definitely use when you're camping is a place to sit that's not on the ground. So I head over there and I start checking them out. And they've got like five different kinds and levels and some of them don't have arms on them. And I think from my experience that that would be bad. Then there's two other armchairs. One is the Hillary Deluxe armchair and the other one is just a regular armchair. Now, the regular armchair is cheaper by a couple dollars a chair than the deluxe armchair. Um, but they have a deluxe armchair set out and so I sit down in it and you know it's pretty comfortable. It has two cup holders and it just feels really stable. We bought some a few years ago that were really unstable and we always hated them. And they always had, they also had these foot rests that flipped out. And so you could never just sit normally on them. You had to be like way reclined. So it was kind of a bad buy. But this is pretty good. Then I go to the regular armchair and I just decide to take matters in my own hands and I um, take one out of the case and I open one up and I sit down in it and it's structured kind of weird and it kind of pushes you forward a little bit so you're not lean, you can't lean back very comfortably and it only has one cup holder. So I go back and forth a couple times, sit on both of them a couple more times, and I decide that the deluxe armchair is really for us. Uh, so um, there's only one in the package over by the side, so I put the one that's out on display back in its holder, and um, I decide to buy those two. And then they also have these junior armchairs, and uh, they're they're much smaller, and they're super cute. And they're only $6.99, and so I throw a couple of those in too. They are really actually big and heavy though, so I can barely get them over to the counter, especially carrying my other shopping bags. Once I check out, I decide that I'm going to take the exit out of Sears and go back to the car, and I, I walk back to the car and dump all this stuff in the car uh, so I can do the rest of my shopping with a lighter load. Now when I come back in, I um, start again right outside of Sears. And the first store is the college shop. Now once again, you know, I don't know where Daewoo Lady went to college. I'm starting to feel like this was kind of a bad stretch of stores to try to be Daewoo Lady. But anyway, I, I don't, they have all the Minnesota universities um, with all the t-shirts and everything here. And I just don't know what to do. Did she go to college? Did she go to college around here? I don't know. And I, I, I don't have any guidance in this manner. So, so I decide to throw out the idea of buying for her and once again, buy for me. And I get a St. Cloud State University hockey t-shirt because I teach at St. Cloud State University and um, because Keith likes hockey. So there you go. That was a pretty good way to get through this one. After the college shop is foot action. 
And this is just another like Foot Locker, Champs. Like, God, I've been in so many stores like this. They're all the same. They don't sell anything different. It's pretty boring, actually. Lots of really big basketball clothes and lots of sneakers along the side. I, I'm trying to do my best to keep on track and start shopping for Daewoo Lady again. And I decide that she needs a pink shirt to wear on her walking trips around the lake in the morning. There's a couple that I like. They all have big logos on them, though. Uh, the, there's a red one with a big, um, the word Nike shaped like a heart. And there's a pink one like that, too. And I'm just not sure she's the big logo type of person. But there's really no other options in here. So I settle on one, which is a Jordan t-shirt. And I think it's Adidas. I think that that's what Jordan does, Air Jordan or whatever. And it has pink sleeves and a white, it's like a baseball shirt, you know, pink sleeves and a white um, body. And then it has Jordan in little fake diamonds on the front, little like, you know, fake jewels. And it's more subtle than the gigantic Nike heart. So um, I figure that this will do. I bring it up to the counter and the guy takes off that security thingy that they put on all the clothes everywhere. Uh, he takes it off and then he shows me the shirt and there's a big hole in it from it. I, so I go back and I check to see if there's another large and luckily there is. So I bring that back to the counter and he said that that's what happens when people try to get those things off without using the machine. They end up putting a big hole in the clothes. And uh, it's funny because it would never have occurred to me that you could get those off without a machine. And he says to that, that a lot of people are pretty desperate. I don't know exactly what he means, but that's probably true. Now, Glamour Kids and Glamour Shots is the next store, and they don't sell anything. They just dress you up. They, like, do you up to look really glamorous, or so you think. And they have racks of clothes in the back that I can see, and they have these big... Um, mirrors with lights all around them where you can go and get your hair blown out and, you know, extra makeup and whatever. So clearly I'm not going to do this and there's nothing I can buy from there specifically, but I do grab a pricing sheet and it, the, the child base price is $75 and the adult base price is a hundred dollars. So I guess, you know, compared to hiring a photographer, Normally, it's not that much money, but really, it seems, seems well, it seems like such a dumb idea anyway. Like, who really wants to look like that? I guess a lot of people do. They think that that's the way to look. They think that they shouldn't be themselves. They should look like the, um, the cheesy stereotype of what an actress or somebody would look like. When in fact, they would just look so much better if they were just being them. But, you know, people don't believe that. You know, I'm the only one who believes that on the planet, I think. Uh, so anyway, 
I would never spend my money on this. It's so stupid. And, uh, but there's plenty of people in there, lots of young and teenage girls and their moms all doing it. And do you know, it costs more money to do black and white or to do sepia. Well, sepia makes sense, but black and white is supposedly easier and cheaper than color, but it costs more here. I don't know. I don't get it. There is also a Mall of America shop here, and I've already bought my Mall of America store purchase, but I am, I do stand in the Mall of America shop for a little while thinking about that t-shirt and how much I love it and wondering if I should buy another one. They don't have the same style of t-shirts. They all seem to carry different stuff. But I do kind of look around and I feel like there's a couple directions I could go in here and be pretty happy. But I do control myself because I am sort of trying to keep my credit card bill, you know, a little lower and not buy stuff I'm going to actually keep too much. Um, you know, the chairs and the beads aside. So I don't go into the Mall of America shop. I, I, I pass that right by and go into Lundstrom Jewelers. Um, Lundstrom Jewelers is just another jewelry store in a long, long line of jewelry stores in the Mall of America. I'm getting very sick of jewelry stores. It feels like every trip has at least one jewelry store where I have to navigate this kind of guilty, anxious thing about buying expensive jewelry that I don't like. I pass through all the diamonds. You got to stay away from the diamonds. And I head back to the kind of silver section because I figure we'll be in our best shape there. And I'm very quick to pick out a pendant that has these five squares all attached to one another that hang on this little box chain. So I asked to see that and it turns out it's on sale for $139. And I do ask to look at another one that I think Daewoo Lady would like more. I think I kind of gravitated to a, a chain that I would like, but I think actually the lady in the Daewoo hatchback would like this other one better. It's got these silver blobs on a chain wrapped around another chain with pewter looking blobs on it. Uh, and I asked to see that, and the price on that is over $350. So Daewoo Lady is going to have to live with it. I'm getting the one I like because it's much less expensive. I check out, and she comes back, and she gives me two little jewelry cleaners. I'm going to have so much stuff to clean jewelry, and I don't wear it, so I'm going to have to start giving this stuff away. But it's kind of cool. It's like these little canisters, and they have a little tube of stuff that you put into it, and then like a scrubber thing. And all in all, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's nice. It adds variety to my collection of jewelry cleaning items. So uh, I feel pretty good about that. All right. Well, I'm, you know, I'm in a, I'm in kind of a practical mood today. I'm just going boom, boom, boom. I'm not spending a lot of time in stores wandering around, wondering what would be the perfect thing to buy. You know, I'm not really hitting the mark a lot, but, but at least I'm moving fairly quickly. All this comes uh, to, to an end a little bit in PB Loco, which is a peanut butter cafe. 
Now, PB Loco serves all kinds of food with peanut butter in it. They have a bunch of different kinds of peanut butter, from plain peanut butter to banana peanut butter. And apparently you can try samples of all of them. So I start trying samples. I, I ask for the dark chocolate one first because that's just the kind of girl I am. And it's very good. It's a little sweet. You know, it's not really what I want my peanut butter to taste like, but it's good. Then I go for the savory ones. Um, I try the Asian spice and that's like kind of a curried peanut butter. And I wouldn't eat a lot of it you know, in a sandwich, but, um, it'd probably be good for cooking and making what's that stuff, um, in Thai food, like the chicken on skewers with the satay, satay, and then it has a peanut sauce. I bet it'd be really good for that. Uh, they also have a sun-dried tomato one, which I try and it's unusual. Again, not my favorite, but you know, it's interesting, but you know, all in all peanut butter is good, but it's not that fascinating to me, nor do I really think it's that fascinating to much of anyone because it is lunchtime and there is nobody in the store trying to buy a sandwich. Uh, you know, it's kind of cute, but it's not like, you know, wow, <laughs> just not that interesting. Uh, they do sell jars of all these peanut butters though. And, um, I figure I'll just get a, a, a jar of regular peanut butter and the kids will eat it. It's all like really expensive. It's like $6 for a jar of peanut butter, but whatever, you know, worse things have happened in the planet. Um, than me spending too much on a jar of peanut butter. I, uh, I pull off the classic crunch and she says, Oh, is that what you're going to get? You should try it first. Cause it tastes a little different than like Skippy or Jif. And I have no doubt it probably tastes more like natural peanut butter, which I actually like better. Although my kids don't. Uh, but she gives it to me to try and it's funny. It is kind of a nuttier taste than maybe what you're accustomed to with peanut butter. And then, um, I asked to try the creamy too, cause I'm not sure whether to get crunchy or creamy. Evan likes crunchy, but Garrett likes creamy. It's kind of a conflict in our home. But uh, the creamy one tastes basically the same. I decide to get crunchy because Evan definitely eats more peanut butter than Garrett does. Uh, and I think he would enjoy trying this new kind, maybe with bananas or something. I think he'd like that. He does love those peanut butter and banana sandwiches that Keith makes him. Um, she puts the jar of peanut butter, as I'm checking out, into just a plain white bag. So I've kind of misjudged the situation. I thought that there would be a bag with a logo on it. I said, do you have a bag with a logo on it? And she said, no, but there is a menu in there, which has, you know, all of the things in here, you know, that you can get. And then she actually takes a sticker, uh, off this roll and, and puts it on the front. And she said there, now it has a logo on it. So I have a white bag with a PB local sticker on it. And the menu uh, I take a look at the menu after I leave and I have to say it's fairly disgusting. Like I would not want to eat any of this stuff. Um, so you can get a raspberry white chocolate, peanut butter, marshmallow, and banana sandwich. You can get, what's another good one? 
a latte da is cafe mocha peanut butter pretzels and marshmallow savory ones pbblt sun-dried tomato pb bacon bits lettuce and cream cheese Ooh. you can get the wacko curry spice pb pickles coconut and potato chips I mean, truly disgusting, really. Oh, here's another one. Cininilla, cinnamon and raisin PB, vanilla cream cheese, apple and caramel. It's really unfortunate, I have to say. Just, just not, just gross. Really just gross. That place should go out of business, I think. Now I am back at the east side courtyard at Barnes & Noble, which is my last store that I have to go to. Um, I have no idea what Daewoo lady would get here. Again, I'm struck by how I just don't know her. I can make assumptions about her because she pissed me off and I think she's a bad driver. You know, maybe she'd like a People magazine or something. Uh, but really, who knows? Maybe she has like an interest in history and reads a lot of history books. Maybe she's an avid, um, you know, computer user and gets computer books to learn programs. Maybe she has like a really interesting hobby or something. You know, I don't know. And I'm, I feel, I'm starting to feel very judgmental about Daewoo Lady. It's just, um, I just, I, I need to know a little bit more about her. So I just start picking things off the shelves randomly. I end up in the Minnesota section and I pick up Haunted Minnesota, uh, Ghostly Tales and Spirited Stories. And I think, well, this would be an interesting way to get an off-color history of Minnesota. I don't know much about Minnesota. When my dad was in town, he and I and the boys went to Fort Snelling, where they all like dress up and give you the history by like pretending you're actually there in 1827 and they actually fired off a cannon which was kind of cool and really loud and scared the crap out of Garrett but I guess I don't know too much the one interesting thing they told us there was that in 1827 when they were pretending it was there were no trees in Minnesota because it was the Great Plains and it hadn't been uh, nobody lived there in fact they didn't the the fort was there to keep people from living there because they didn't want to uh, jeopardize the fur trade uh, with the Indians. So if anyone was found to be living there, they would kick them out. Obviously, that didn't last very long, and now there are trees everywhere and no Great Plains. But uh, at the time, there were no trees. I mean, I can't even imagine it. Minnesota is covered with trees now, um, you know. Who knew? Uh, so, yeah, all right. So we'll get a little off-color uh, history about Minnesota. I figure, well, maybe she reads magazines. So um, I head back, and I am kind of looking for a People magazine. And, um, you know, let's be honest here. I never read People magazine unless I'm in a doctor's office, but I enjoy the hell out of it when I do. It's like once a year. And, you know, that is a good time to catch up on your gossip you know, meaningless gossip that has nothing to do with you and totally like trivializes the lives of really famous people and embarrasses 
them by revealing private facts and um, assumptions. I can't actually find a people, though. Instead, I pick up In Touch, and the cover story on In Touch is that Jen looks pregnant, and it says there's a revealing bump under her clothing. Apparently, she and Vince Vaughn are over their little spat that they were having um, before their movie came out. And now she has a revealing bump. And I open up to the story, and I don't see a bump anywhere. They keep, they have these little um, crayon drawings over to the supposed bumps. And I don't see a bump anywhere. And then they have another picture of her from uh, last fall. And they say her belly was perfectly flat. And there um, I see a little bump. So I don't know. I think they're making it up. But it's amazing how enraptured everyone is by Jennifer Aniston and her personal life. It's Jesus, I would hate to be her. You know, I mean, you couldn't hate everything like her money. And she's, you know, pretty fabulous looking and everything. But uh, God, your entire private life just, um, you know, strewn through the pages of every magazine and people spying on you and all that stuff. That's just terrible. Really terrible. Um, but I'm really going to enjoy this magazine. Actually, I'm kind of secretly looking forward to getting home and really reading through it. I think it's going to be great. Uh, on my way to the checkout counter, I pass by a thing of bookmarks and there is a bookmark with a cat on it, and it says, Cats are mysterious kind of folk. And it's a quote by Sir Walter Scott. And um, I picked this up because I actually think that Daewoo Lady might be a cat person. So I'm going to get this for her. Well, that is it in terms of stores, and I just made it three-quarters of the way around the mall. So in celebration, I'm going to treat myself to a trip to Tiger Sushi. Really excited about this, and I've been trying not to do it, but today I'm going to do it as a little pat on the back for me because I'm getting there. I go upstairs to Tiger Sushi, and as I'm walking up to it, I spot Eddie Bauer. I, For a moment, I'm tempted to go into Eddie Bauer and ask them for a bag to put my, all my other bags into because that's where it started. However many moons ago when I got this ridiculous idea to do this, it was because they gave me such a hard time about the bags. So actually I think it would be fitting if I got them to give me two bags without buying anything there. I think that that would be great. Uh, in any case, I, even though I'm kind of laden down with a bunch of small bags and I, I left my big shopping bag in the car so I don't have anything to put them in, I decide to, uh, to let Eddie Bauer be, you know, they're just being who they are and I don't need to poke any more fun at them than I already have. Uh, and, uh, and I just go into Tiger Sushi and um, settle down for a, a winter roll. I know it's summer, but um, I settle in for a winter roll. And my fortune, which is in my chopstick holder, is yes, you are the center of the universe. And that, I think, is an excellent way to end the day. 
I'm pretty sure that this is the case and that this has been a really wonderful day uh, until I'm driving home and I'm driving up Snelling towards my house and uh, I'm right by McAllister College just south of Grand and all of a sudden this cop steps out into the street and stops both lanes of traffic then walks right in front of my car with his hand up lets the other traffic go then holds them back and tells me to pull over and apparently I've been speeding um, he asked me if I know how fast I was going and I say um was it 35 and he says I clocked you at 41 I said do you know what the speed limit is here I said is it 30 he said yes the speed limit in St. Paul is 30 and this just really sucks then he asks me for my driver's license and I realize that this is gonna really suck because of course I still haven't gotten my New York driver's license changed to a Minnesota driver's license and I hand over my license and I say I haven't had a chance to um, change and get my Minnesota license and he said how long have you been in the state and I say um, since last August he said almost a year ago and I said uh, yeah and he says, you realize you have 60 days to get a new license in Minnesota. I said, oh, okay, well, I'm sorry. And, you know, I got the car registered, and then it was two different places, and then I started work, and he is clearly not interested in listening to my song and dance. And then he says, okay, well, you can get your insurance card out for me. And I go into the glove compartment, and I pull out the little package with all the car stuff, and um, I sort through it and I find the insurance card and my stomach sinks because my insurance card has expired as of February and I never put the updated insurance card in my car and I say um you're not gonna like this but my insurance card has expired um, but it's the same policy I just must have forgotten to put the new card in my car he takes it and he doesn't say anything and I give him my registration and he says okay I'll be right back with this and he goes off and I'm thinking give me a warning 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 he's clearly like checking something on his little machine and I'm thinking don't find the ticket from Wisconsin from last October don't find it if you find it you'll definitely give me a ticket but don't give me a warning he comes back and he gives me my citation he doesn't give me a warning and he has given me three citations actually one for speeding 11 to 15 miles per hour over the limit one for a non-resident driver's license change and one for no proof of insurance I am so fucked my day has just plummeted I may be the center of the universe but it's not so good here if I'm gonna be picked out of a long line of speeding cars I was not the only one who was speeding 
the only one who got picked out. It doesn't have the fines on here, but on a different thing, it says that the speeding part is $128. But I have to go into the Violations Bureau and um, show them all this stuff, and hopefully they'll knock it down, but I think this is going to be a real doozy. So I finally get my just desserts for not getting my Minnesota license. All this stuff about Daewoo lady driving too slow and then I get a speeding ticket. I think actually the center of the universe is trying to tell me something. So I'm going to go, I don't know, have a few drinks or something and try not to think about the $400 that I owe the city of St. Paul right now.